Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to My Songs Suck, the show where we listen to bad songs from good writers. I'm Alex Smith and I'm a musician. I'm James Keogh and I'm the friend of a musician. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the final episode of season one of My Song Suck. Uh, Alex is looking uh, in the direction. It is. It's the final episode. That, that is not accurate. Yeah, it is. That's not true. Yeah, it must be, right? No. Surely. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Talk me through this because. Okay. Right? Yeah. We're recording this now. Yes. And then we'll record our final Us episode. Yeah. Which is going to come out before this one. Yes. Yeah. And so then we're going to have. The episode with the remade song sure, 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 sure. Where we but, recap the whole album. But, 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 but. Uh-huh. Uh, slight amendment. Welcome to our final guest episode. Hey, oh, that's true. I'll take that. There we go. That is an accurate there statement is. right there. Of my song <laughs> suck. Good, good. Love oh, being good professional. Um, <laughs> my name is James Keogh. My name is Alex Smith. And, and we're joined us? today by a guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? I'm Shannon Kilner. Hey, from the band Fugue. Mm, good start, boys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We, we love to keep it professional. We rehearsed that. All of that was scripted. All of <laughs> that was rehearsed in advance. I was also late to the studio. So that's... <laughs> We're really starting off strong. Yeah. Really on it. Um, really on it. But yeah, uh, it's, it's an honor to have you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. It's good to be here. Yeah. You've, uh, you've brought a song to us today. Do you want to yeah. tell us a bit about it? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> all right. This one's, this one's one that I think I wrote when I was about 16. Mm. Um, I have no real memory of what the hell I was trying to write about. Um, so I found the lyrics, I just dug them up pretty recently, um, and found some stray, uh, music and kind of put it back together again. And here it is. Um, hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be good. It's kind of been a you know, pretty interesting exercise actually going back over it. Hmm. Um, reflecting back on how crap I was. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, do you want to talk a little bit about where you are now, who, what your band is, who you are? Sure. In that um, so I'm, I guess I'm the main songwriter for the band Fugue. Um, I play guitar. I'm not much of a singer. Um, so this is, uh, this was me when I was singing. So this is what I do. I like put down the you know crappy vocals and then hopefully find someone who's actually half decent to, uh, <laughs> to, to yeah put it together for me. Um, so yeah, look, we're about. We're about a year and a half into this band now. Um, really? You yeah. guys are doing very well for only a year and a half. Yeah. Well, it's been in pieces, tatters here and there. Um, so I probably uh, met the drummer probably like four years ago. Um, but yeah, it's, it's only really coming to fruition, I think, in the last kind of six months to a year where we're actually playing music that I think we all like. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's uh, always a, a yeah. always, always the dream. Yeah. It's been some eclectic stuff. I tell you, we play you know, Rage Against Machine one minute and then we're playing some, some funk stuff next minute. So, um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting trying to put it together, kind of alienate some people at the same time by yeah, playing all this, this different type of stuff. But, yeah, we've um, managed to get a new keyboard player and a new saxophone player. Nice. Wow, cool. So it's now a six-piece don't know how that happened. Yeah. And we got to fit on these tiny little stages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a listen to uh, this old song of yours. What's the title of it? Uh, I believe it's called Shooting Star. Correct. Let's, let's go with that. Let's, let's go with that one. We'll take that. Let's listen to Shooting Star. Found in the next piece Ain't as easy as it seems Where do we go from here? So many pieces left Only one space to fit them in Tear it apart and start again World spinning round so far It's gonna throw me 
Which I like because it sounds like a cool anime opening. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like it's got that cool kind of energy to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you feeling, Jen? Uh, horrified. Horrified? <laughs> no. Can you imagine if that was still 10 minutes long? Yeah, because he was able to. Yeah, yeah like, I, I, I remember chopping out mm. an eternity of verses. Wow. And um, it was what? The, much well, the same thing over and over. Well, that's just, the problem with that song, right? Is it's mm. just exactly the same thing over and over again. Like the chorus. Vocal melodies, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. I couldn't even tell what the chorus was. <laughs> really. True, true. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no. It's, I mean, it's all right. Yeah. It's, it's, I yeah. don't think it's bad by any means. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's just in that kind of real mediocre place. There's just nothing that. about it that is sure particularly of interest, I don't think. Have you, because some people like they kind of take the old song and they kind of morph it into something new. Have you done anything with it since, or is this kind of something? Oh, I'm a and- big fan of recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, my bin's always full. Um, <laughs> but no, not this one. Um, I don't think so. Just kind of put it on the shelf. Just yeah, just sat there, just sat there, and never again. But I do. I've got a massive collection of mm. you know crap that I fill through and try and um, find something that's useful. Mm. But yeah, no, this one just just stay there, like. I don't think there's anything in there that was of excitement, you know, like there was just everything yeah. was just exactly yeah, just meh. <laughs> oh, just, yeah, so cliche after cliche yeah. but not really making any sense. Mm, mm. True. Well, you were, yeah, you were, what, 16 when you wrote this one? Yeah. And was it what, like one of the first you'd written or? It would have been. would have been, yeah, it would have been pretty close. Like I was doing, um, I wasn't in a band or anything like that. So sure. yeah, it would have been just. Kind of sussing it out, yeah, yeah. What I was trying to trying to do, but um, yeah, I don't know. Were you were you gigging much at the time, or were you just kind of writing? Oh, you? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, no, I could put my first band together when I was probably eighteen, mm-hmm. um, and this one didn't make the cut at all. True, um, true. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I was eighteen, I I had a you know a couple of decent songs that I yeah. could, could break out. But, um, yeah. Look, I remember being really excited about it. Mm. That was one of the things. Like when you write them, you, I think you, if you're going to actually finish a song, you got to be, you know, reasonably interested in it at yeah. the time. Mm. I remember thinking how how amazing this was because that's like a <laughs> little chromatic thing down. So for non-musos, it's like you know, there's a major scale, minor scale, but this is 
like every single note and they're not supposed to really sound good yeah. together. Yeah. And I just thought I was a genius. I thought it was Mozart <laughs> at that point. I was like, this is, like this is yeah. awesome. It goes down. But it's, you know, the same thing's been done a million times in yeah. different bands. It's just stairway to heaven in another way, really. Right. Yeah, I did know it sounds like <laughs> It also sounds kind of like while my guitar gently weeps a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah, I can see a bit yeah, of that. Um, yeah. yeah, and every other chromatic song, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly the same. I mean, there's something to be said for, you know, having a song and like, you know, being 16 and writing a song to completion and thinking this is something that, you know, is mine. You know, I can put my name to it. And then even, you know, if you can look back at it now and think, oh, whatever, <laughs> yeah. it's all the same. But yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I, I mean, I find that with songwriting, even now, I get excited mm. when I'm writing them and I'm like, this is the shit. <laughs> this is this is awesome. Yeah. And I kind of, I've, I've learned to do this thing where I, I, I let it sit now for, you know, three or four weeks or mm, a couple of yeah, months that, yeah because yeah, otherwise it's you know it's like a honeymoon period i guess sure like, too close to it yeah yeah and you think it's you think it's amazing and i do this all the time i bring it to the band and you know and you can kind of tell how they go they'll listen to it and i'll be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the drummer goes uh, what if i do this and then he starts turning it into metal or something um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But so do you still do that with like recent stuff where you'll yeah. write something and then come back to it and think, oh, this isn't as good as I, I thought it was? Well, this or? is what I do now. Yeah. Back back then I'd have been like, I'd have just been, I'd showed people and I'd been, what do you mean this isn't amazing? What do you mean <laughs> this isn't, this is the best thing ever done? Um, yeah. And now uh, I realise that there is that kind of period of time. And even with the band themselves, like mm. when you put the song together and you might be, mm. um, everyone might be really into it. You'll be thinking, you know, this is this is the one, this is uh, the next single or whatever. Sure. And then you play it a few times and then the next one comes along and you're like, eh, you know, should we play it maybe? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah, nah, let's leave it. <laughs> and so that kind of wears off. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The true the test of – the real, the real test of it is whether you're able to still like it after a few few weeks or a few months. Definitely. And I often find like I'll go back to it afterwards now and – and go, oh, well, that was that part's a bit crap, or yeah. this is really long. I always write long songs, yeah, and then have to go be sensible. No one's yeah. gonna listen to it. This, <laughs> yeah. If I actually yeah. want people to listen to this thing that's like five minutes into my song, I'm gonna have to yeah. put it at the start because yeah, the they're just gonna yeah. turn it off. <laughs> Something I noticed, especially with like younger musicians, uh, is that there seems to be this attitude of like, I wrote it, so I need to put it out there. Mm. Whereas I think some like, because especially because like, they haven't written that many songs. Mm. So I think once you start writing more and more songs, it does become a thing of like, just because you write it doesn't mean you have to release it because sometimes you don't write a great song. You know, like yeah. um, uh, like over the, the Christmas holidays, a lot of people I know are like pumping out like lots of singles. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's like, that's a lot of singles to be <laughs> pumping out. And especially if you if you can produce them yourselves, I think people are more inclined to be like, you know, yeah. like yeah, spin them out. Yeah. So, um, and it's like more power to them. Like if you're if you're anything that gets you writing songs, and you can always like take them back. Mm. And it's I think it's it's probably better to have music out there that isn't necessarily incredible mm. than no music and just being like I'm just working on like this perfect yeah. thing. True, that's what we yeah. do though. That's what. Which like, it sucks because we're we've done it a few times, been in the studio a few times. We got our own studio and we kind of record in there, but. I was going to say, because the, the stuff you have on Spotify sounds really good. Stuff we have on Spotify was recorded in a farmhouse in the middle of, like, Orange. Oh, really? Um, yeah, we, like, at an Airbnb. We just went, nice. screw it. We're going to pay for a recording studio. <laughs> we're just That's gonna, awesome. going to pay for an Airbnb and a few, uh, few yeah, cases of beer. <laughs> I have heard that, because, like, 70 bucks a day is better than, like, 70 bucks an hour. That's yeah. true, yeah. The only problem is you have to... You have to do it all yourself. And you don't get that extra person to yeah. give you some advice and I'm go. Removed enough. Yeah. When you right. start like yeah. recording the sound of a vase being like, this yeah, is gold, this right. is gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys are too close to it. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was, no, it was good. It was good. There's no pressure as well as so you have a bit more time yeah. to do it. But yeah. Um, yeah, look, the quality of it was, it was, it was okay. Um, but we weren't running the best off. So, um, yeah, you spend plenty of time. You get plenty of time to actually do them mixing yeah. and stuff as well. So, oh, how long were you guys there? Like a week or a weekend? Or? No, we were there for a weekend. Like a long weekend, I think. Mm. That's not bad, uh, especially to get three singles out of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was good. Like you go in pretty well rehearsed, mm-hmm. I think, is the key. Uh, um, that's where I've been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, there was all sorts of problems that we couldn't get half of it. Like there was no internet. That was the thing that no screwed us off uh, and we actually God. needed it. Yeah. So we were down there yeah, trying to record without being able to get any of the plugins or any of the Jeez. stuff that we needed. And, oh, yeah. and, so a few obstacles, but it was a late night. Yeah. And there's cows outside and you can you can hear them. Nice. <laughs> Just incorporated into the That's song, it, yeah. you know, got these cool That's cow it. noises. Yeah. Screw recording vases. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear cows. Well. <laughs> I like that. I um whenever I listen to uh these like the old demos and then to the new stuff, I always I always think, this doesn't sound anything like their stuff now. And then I go back having listened to the new stuff now, and I'm always like, Oh, no way, I can see it. And mm. it's odd because your your new st- your new stuff definitely has kind of like a a pumping forward moving kind of like da da da. This is like a thrashy kind of like cool, not thrash, mm. but just like this is like a, a G up kind of song, yeah. like a fun song. And I was like, this is more of a chill song, but like it still has that kind of like something is happening. It's just, I yeah. think it hasn't like quite found its groove yet. Yeah. But you, like it definitely makes sense that this evolved into the music you guys are making. Yeah. Now. This is I was, when I was reading it back. Mm. It was, yeah, it was really interesting to, to, to do because i mean back then i was i was like i was a minor key boy boy yeah. like, <laughs> if you <laughs> you tried to make me play in a major it was it was cheesy it was <laughs> yeah. that. it's yeah. hard to do major key and not sound cheesy know, a lot of respect to people who can pull it off yeah so I, I, you know we figured it out now but the way it works for me anyways you play in a minor key mm. and you can write some happy lyrics mm. if you play in a major key you're writing sad lyrics. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. the only way I could could do it, but I yeah. have never mastered the art of, of writing in a major key and and being happy and not having it kind of cringeworthy and like yeah. everybody's in love and rainbows and lollipops. Ah, uh, right, yeah, yeah. I've, I have <laughs> yeah. trouble with like love songs, oh, especially because no. it's so yeah. hard to just I be like know, without being cheesy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you even do it? I, 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 well, I mean, this one. So this one, I guess, is I, I guess it was kind of a love. song. It was, you know, to somebody who, um, it was all abstract, I guess, but, mm. you know, like fall off this world into your arms, mm. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Was there like a person in mind? Was this I a- don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think it was, yeah, make make believe. Yeah. I've make noticed believe a love. recurring theme in young musicians <laughs> that we make up girlfriends yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why we do you it. You want to have a muse, yeah, but, you know, yeah, your body, 50 years old, who's going to be your muse? I'm yeah. very relieved that I'm not the only one who did that. No. <laughs> Wrote songs about people who didn't exist. Yeah. <sighs> uh, uh, yeah. I mean, this one. Like, uh, looking back in it now, that's the theme. And I do this kind of thing now. And most of my songs are pretty similar. They all run the same kind of thing. If it is a love song, mm. I think it comes from like I have to put it in the kind of some context. Sure. Like, yeah. Your enemy, which is one we might listen to later, um, is like. It's a love song, but it's uh, you know about coming from a place of arguments and that, yeah. that kind of thing. It's like, mm. all right, yeah, um, we'll I'll still love you even though we're coming from this kind of struggle or whatever. Yeah. And so much of that. So if it is a love song, I've got to find that angle to make it. It's got to be so a complexity to it, you yeah, know. Otherwise, just like, oh, I love you. you yeah, know, that kind and of we're thing. happy. Yeah, so right. So what? I don't care. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, exactly. Especially because it's been said. Like a lot of time, like <laughs> mm. I love yeah. you, like sweet hot take, you know. Like <laughs> I think it's cool to bring a new angle to. You gotta, you gotta do. Uh, if it's something that you've, it's already been heard. To mm-hmm. me, that that's what a cliche is. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's it's something that you've you've already come across before, and I think you can say I love you in a love song if it's something that's kind of a unique way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. How hard is that? Yeah. <laughs> like how many people have come up with a million different ways of saying I love you in a in a song or in poetry or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, it's hard to do that. So you have to come from a different angle. So you can take it and you can put it into a different context. Yeah. And then I guess it's not really, it's not really a cliche anymore if it's something that comes from, you know, even if it is a cliche and then you chuck it in a place that doesn't belong, mm. then it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, or, or at the very least, like I think, you know, even if the message is just, you know, it's a love song, having it be, it would have to be so musically interesting, you know, mm. for like for everyone to kind of fall in love with it. And I think even in like, you know, pop music, top 40 music, which I think gets regarded as like, oh, it's just fluff or whatever. There's some really interesting stuff happening there musically, even though it is 
a lot of just like this is just a love song. Like the fact that what makes people want to hear it again and again is the fact that they're doing something interesting. Maybe not mm. with the lyrics, but with like the way they do it and stuff like that, I find. Yeah. Or even just, just a catchy melody. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so if you're just catchy enough, the lyrics don't have to be much mm. at all. And mm. so that's what I've kind of come across is, is finding that balance now. So you, you can be in love with the lyric and it just doesn't fit. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's often a trade off between either the music's really good or the lyrics are really good. It's yeah. very rare you find just a really good lyrically music yeah. song. Yeah. Mm. Wow, that wasn't English. <laughs> really good lyrics, <laughs> music song. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. It would be it would be cool being a songwriter at like 200 BC. <laughs> just be like, I love you. Yes, breaking new ground. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah right. Said that before. <laughs> yeah. mm. A lot of cops in the valley tonight. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you can't pick like, them up on the mics because they're very directional. I was about to say, I don't know if you, the audience, can hear this, but we're just hearing outside. sirens and sirens and mm. sirens. Um, but coming back to that, you even the joke of like, I wish I was a writer in 200 BC. Like even now, and this is kind of tangential to what we were saying because I got caught off track and had a thought, but um, <laughs> I wanted to elaborate on my thought. And um, the idea of like music history, you know, and us us now having, like we have to know about the Beatles and Hendrix and, and yeah. Dylan and all that stuff. Like when they were just writing that music, Sure, there were artists that were kind of those people to them, but also like we have that plus this, plus this, plus this, plus this, mm. all this history. And like now people are having to write songs that don't sound like these great artists who, you know, when they were writing these songs didn't have those great artists to sound like. That's right. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I want to write a three-chord song. Yeah. Three chords. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have. I wrote, yeah, I wrote a two-chord song. Oh yeah, yeah. But then you just have to throw it out the window and go. Yes, it sounds like a two chord song. Mm, yeah, um, you have it to do something. Like marching band. There, yeah, there is a balance where like you you're breaking new ground and it's like sweet. Does that yeah. ground That's definitely need to be broken? No one's done, like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that so hard. Mm. Mm. No. <sighs> So who are your musical inspirations? I guess you personally and then Fugue as a band. Um, look, back back then, I, I kind of had a bit of a, that was my like epiphany, my music epiphany stage. And I was listening to like punk and metal and then Pink Floyd and everything. Mm. It's like it was, yeah, it was pretty awesome um, kind of stage. And I was like, going through some of those old songs and I'm like, what the hell? Like, you are all over the place, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's and that's still the same. Like I've I've gotten over some of those kind of um, heavier songs and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, like what's a classic? I'm I'm just I'm a musical whore. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, yeah, so the classics, man. Um, Floyd Zeppelin, yeah. those mm. ones mostly. Um, but now, so Fugue, I guess Fugue, Chris, our singer, has got quite a an R&B um, voice as well. well. So even the EP that we had out, um, it's got kind of like maybe two kind of rockier songs on there. Um, and we don't quite do them quite as much anymore. We're kind of starting to push towards this uh, R&B soul rock mm. thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah. So that's that's where it's going. It's kind of finding its own, its own way. But that's what I like about this band. Mm. That's what I love about it is... Like we sit there and we've got some funk songs and some heavier songs and some blues and nobody gets offended. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I don't want to be in a band that just plays similar stuff mm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I think about those guys like you know, like Metallica or something and they're like, what, 60 now? Yeah. And they're going, I'm still angry teenager. Yeah. Like how kind of. Yeah, exactly. Um, over it must be. And they tried, they tried to get out and trying to do some more bluesy kind of rock stuff and everyone hated on them. Yeah. I remember like Dylan just started playing electric guitar and everyone was like, ah! <laughs> 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 it's like, it's just swapped instruments. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the curse of it is, is like, you know, if you're an artist who writes something that's so great and you kind of set yourself, mm. that set the expectation for audiences of like, this is who I am. Mm. I think that's cool about you guys is like, you're coming from different places and writing mm. different stuff and it is yeah. good like, like we're hitting this problem now i think mm. um because we want to do this we want to do an ep another ep mm. um and we're looking at five or six songs and we've got oh, we've got tons we've got like 20 
written and we're trying to like figure out what we're doing. We've got mm. like sending them off to friends and family and going, vote. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody agrees. So um, uh, we have to make the decision ourselves, which sucks. <laughs> um, but the problem is like getting this now like a coherent EP. Sure. And going, uh, like, do we have this thing where we, we do this kind of R&B um, rock thing and just keep them all in that kind of ilk? Mm. Or do we and then end up having this problem of like, upsetting people if or, or changing that thing yeah. or going, this is our vibe and then they come to a gig and we're playing some you know, harder rock or yeah, some soft is, stuff that's a tricky one i've noticed yeah mm. or do we go like here's a whole bunch of stuff on an ep and then i guess you know, it's not being weird if you mm. can find what makes it a fugue song and then bring fugue to like jazz mm. or bring fugue to blues yeah and that's what that's what i think when i listen to it now i'm like you know chris's voice kind of, and even the sax now it kind of unites it all together in this it doesn't matter what really we're playing. It's, yeah, cool. it's kind of got its own vibe, but yeah. I'm not sure. I think especially <laughs> sure if you establish yourself as people who like play a variety of stuff, mm. then then people probably won't be too like, ah, when you play new stuff because they're like, oh, they always play new stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, they're going to expect the unexpected. And yeah, that's exactly. kind of what I don't do because, you know, in three years' time or whatever we're still playing, then yeah, I don't want to be necessarily doing the same stuff we were doing. And if you write enough songs, then you can start being like, we're going to play all our blues songs at the blues festivals. Yeah, and that's all right. our True. Rock songs yeah. At the rock festivals. yeah. That's cool. And we, we are at that stage now. We've got so many that we can yeah. kind of, oh, awesome. uh, we're playing with the Belladonnas soon and they're kind of reggae and we're going to. That's know, awesome. So you can kind of say, this is our particular audience for this gig. We're going to play these yeah. songs yeah. because of that. That's cool. Yeah, that's right. I like that. Ultimately gaming the system. <laughs> you get a billion bands at once. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, it's good. So we're at Lefties recently and oh, I'm cool. trying to play some country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying. <laughs> trying and failing. But, um, yeah, that's probably not one of the genres that we really – Country? Do, not, do, do not, well. the, uh, not really into that. R&B country? Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhythm and blues and western? Mm. <laughs> nah. Something there. <laughs> do you have a, uh, off the top of your head, like mm. a best gig memory? Ooh. Um – Alternatively, I was I was gonna say worst gig because worst gig is oh, usually easier to worst remember. Gig, yeah, well, look, the best gig I ever played was was not with Fugue. It was really in my last band, which was called The Fire, and that was at Caxton Street um, Seafood One Festival. That was mad fun. Um, yeah, yeah. That was really cool um, for no reason other than you were just playing in this like massive street and looking down and feeling like rock stars and yeah, that's cool. Did they did they like shut down Caxton Street? Yeah, because, that's very oh, cool. That's awesome. You're playing on the stage like at the very end, and you can look down over the whole thing. It was pretty packed. That's very like, cool. That's awesome. Wolf Mother and all that kind of crap. So. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, worst. Oh no, not really. There's, really? there's hundreds of them. Oh, <laughs> oh, <true. right. laughs> you're so lucky. Oh no, there it is. There's so many of those those gigs where you. You're just playing to the band before you. Yeah. Those ones, yeah. they're atrocious. Um, there's plenty. Like we used to, we used to play covers as well. Mm. So I think um, kind of when we when we were probably two years ago, when we were still starting out with this band, we were doing a lot of covers gigs just to get ourselves nice and tight, yeah. um, mm. which worked a treat because um, Chris Chris hadn't kind of worked in a band before. He'd done his own stuff, singer songwriter stuff, and um, he was comfortable with that. Mm. Mm. But getting that kind of stage presence and trying to get everyone together as a band and not suck um, yeah. took a bit of practice and that was the best practice. But those gigs where you're playing to, you know, old mate with the mullet and he just, <laughs> yeah. he's just looking over your shoulder looking at the TAB on the, <laughs> <laughs> and you're playing underneath the horse race and you're yeah. like, this yeah. is shit. Mm. Um, no, the worst gig, oh, I figured it out. I figured it out. Australia, it is. Australia yeah. Day at Marsden. Um we were all pumped. We we're like, this is Australia Day. This mm. is going to be mad. There's going to be so many bogans there. We've got our best ACDC <laughs> on. <laughs> there was no one. There was no one. There was oh, one dude with like, um, like minus a few teeth. And um, yeah, that was it. Did he like you? That was it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Gosh. That was horrible. I hate it when um, it's empty, but there's a sound guy. So you can't even just be like, this fucking sucks and there's nobody here because you got to put on a gig for the sound guy. <laughs> no, yeah, we had, the, we had the whole bar there. And we, I remember like asking to go home early going, dude, there's no one here. Yeah. And they went, no, you got a contract. Wow. You're, you're paying for the full four hours. Jeez. Four hours? Four hours. This is what, what you do. Yeah, well, 
four times forty-five. That's yeah, how yeah, it yeah. Works. That's a covers gig, man. Yeah, oh, clock on for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and no. no free drinks to make it less painful. Really? No. That is cheap. Normally you get a rider. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, fuck that establishment, but I forgot yeah, what they were yeah, called. <laughs> <laughs> so I just went, might have been that one. Might have been somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, uh, you seem to pull some like very solid crowds now, uh, which is very impressive after only a year and a half. How? How? Uh, How? How? <laughs> um, well, the biggest one we played was our EP launch in July. June, mm. July. Um, mm. Look, uh, we didn't play any gigs for six months mm, sure so that was that was something um and then it was a matter of you know guilting as many people as you can but we did get to the point we have got to the point now where we're starting to get um people that aren't your friends and family yeah which yeah, is cool amazing that's yeah. cool um, that's the bump that you yeah, gotta get over because mm. like when you're playing lots of gigs and you're playing them in similar places and you, you know I think you just constantly, you feel like you're exploiting them. Yeah, you it feels I mean? so shitty because they're yeah. like, no, we like your music. And it's like, I don't, I, I appreciate that you come to all my gigs. I don't need to have to come to all my gigs. I'm so sorry. I don't know. And you're just playing to the same people and that's, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and whilst that's nice mm. and you can have fun and everyone does have a good time and, and you might see some people you haven't seen for a while before, mm. I, I guess you're not really increasing your crowd. You want to play to those people that you're not, you know, don't know exactly yeah. so getting these gigs where you're supporting other bands is really nice yeah because you, know, you bring your, your usual crew but you're also gonna be playing to someone else yeah so. do you find yeah. that you befriend the the fans that aren't your friends because i feel like i'm doubling back on myself because i'll be feeling like oh thank you so much for coming and then they'll have me on facebook and then we start talking about their life and i'm like well now they're just a friend of mine like, <laughs> You've devalued this person. Yeah, it's like, well, they're no. not—they're not outside the circle because they're a friend now. <laughs> That's good. That? It means you have more friends. <laughs> I don't want more friends. I want pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not—maybe I'm not networking quite as well as you are. Eh? Oh, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Uh, they stop coming to the gigs. They just tell me like work's been really tough. It's like that's a shame, but you should still keep coming to my gigs. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny. Have you have you found? I mean, I know the answer to this, but I feel it's important to get it on the radio for people who don't know. Do you find it's hard to get a crowd to live music in Brisbane? Mate, pulling teeth. Hey, <laughs> should should crowds teeth. support live music in Brisbane? I don't get it. I don't get. It. Why? Why is that hard? Mm. Yeah, like you know, there, there are people out there. Mm. You, you know, mm. you just walk down the down the valley on a Friday, Saturday night. There's yeah. tons of people. Yeah, I just yeah, I don't get it. And there's people who like music and live music. Exactly. But I don't. I don't know what the hurdle is. But I think I think Brisbane's getting a bit better. Yeah. Uh, slowly but surely, it's no, getting away from that kind of covers yeah. gig thing now. New new venues opening up. Soon, Some new it? venues. Yeah. That's and cool. I just like to see that kind of. I don't. I think there's people who don't know where to go. Exactly. Well. Yeah. I think that like even you know when before I met, I guess Alex like was the first local musician that I actually met. Hmm. Before that, like I just didn't know what was you know where to go for local music. Like I knew the Valley had things hmm. happening, but I never you know yeah knew specifically. Yeah. I feel like the people who go to gigs are people who are friends of musicians. Yes. I don't think people who I don't I don't think there are really many people who just go to gigs anymore. This is something that I've yeah been you know it's it's been a thing because I I you know do a lot of theater and it's such a thing with theater that there is no culture for it. Like you'll mm-hmm. find places you know like Sydney and Melbourne where the culture is oh we've got a night free let's go see what's happening at mm-hmm. such and such is yeah. there a show on and it, I think it's a similar thing with music where you know it'll just be like oh, we've got a night free, what bands are playing? That kind of culture doesn't exist here where it's kind of like, oh, we've got a night free, let's go see a movie or go bowling, I guess. Like, yeah. you know, that's there's no know. like, there's no knowledge of this thriving art scene mm. because partly because the art scene isn't as thriving as, you know. And that, again, circles back to, well, there's no audiences. Well, the audiences don't know about the art scene. Well, the art scene isn't thriving because there's no audiences. That's right. Yeah. You know, like. It still is a big country town yeah in a lot of ways yeah um it's nice sometimes you can park on the main street in the city yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but otherwise yeah yeah they're stuck in their little suburban pockets maybe yeah um i don't i don't know i, I tend to think that people people are getting there i mean I, I know lots of people who aren't aren't musicians who, who 
you still go to see gigs. Mm. But I think that there's that threshold at the moment where well, people will go to you know, Woolly Mammoth or whatever to see a mid-sized band. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But the local stuff, that's hard. Mm. Like you'll get a touring band and people will come and see them. If they've ever been played on Triple J, you'll get and get a crew there. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, people who are just, and the thing is like, I'm amazed at the moment with the quality of Brisbane bands. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like when I was starting off trying to find singers and I'm like time off magazine and all this kind of yeah. crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were they? Where yeah. were they? And now I always walk around and there's people busking and you know, and I'm like, totally. where was your voice? <laughs> 10 years ago yeah. when I was trying to put this band together, mm. you know, and, and now they're, they're some amazing bands. Mm. So, yeah, got to get out there now and start supporting them. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So you've done the uh, solo singer-songwriter thing before when you were writing music, presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, how different is it being in a band? Well, I guess I guess I never, never did the – singer songwriter thing as a as it was always intended to be in a band mm, so like mm. it's it's not different so true, true. i'm still i still write in the same way as i did mm. then i'm just i'm writing for a band or uh, i was writing for a band then even though i didn't have one mm. basically um so yeah i mean i still i still write songs that are singer songwriter and we just you know, cut out the rest of the band. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. It's superfluous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's changed a lot. More like, uh, yeah, they, it was really hard trying to imagine all of these instruments. Sure. And that kind of thing, particularly when you hadn't been playing with them. So, mm. like I said, I was a bit of a musical, so I was just trying as much as I could to, to listen and steal stuff. So that entire song, stolen, mm. stolen yeah. from different parts mm. of, you know, other music that I was listening to at the time. But when you get, when you get a band, the best thing about it is you can take your stuff to them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you can go, like, have a, have a crack. So I'll, I'll write 80% of a song and then I'll, I'll give them the rest of it and go, mm. you guys, you guys are the experts on your instruments. Mm. Can you bring it to life? Yeah. Um, and then that it hopefully inspires you and stuff and that whole song kind of comes to life. Um, yeah. So that's what we do. I never, I never go in there and go, this is what you're playing. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if I do, I get my ass kicked. So <laughs> <laughs> I get told. Yeah, that's you not how you play drums. <laughs> you mentioned now, like, you've got, what, a six-piece band? Mm. Like, that's, you know, saxophone, keyboard, drum, everything. Like, when you're writing songs, is that kind of in your mind of, like, okay, there's going to be a saxophone during this song. Like, this, this, this. I should write it this way because it's going to sound like this. It, it is now, yeah. Mm. So we only just added the sax. We added some trumpets and stuff um, just as an idea. Mm. So we've had people coming up and jamming with us cool. and that kind of thing. So, um, But, yeah, it is It is now. Like I'm having to go back over our old, old repertoire and go, where does the sax fit in this sure, song? Yeah. It's like retrofitting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it going to work? Um, but he's he's awesome. He's, he's able to figure yeah, cool. out his his own parts. But yeah, now I am kind of going right. And now I've got so much crap to fit into a song. You know, where's it all going to go yeah. without kind of getting muddy and like mm. all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you so, don't want it just for the sake of having a saxophone. In the yeah, song, that's like, right. You know, yeah. and and if you've got a saxophone going over the vocals, then you've got this conflict. Your head goes one way or the other, and you don't know yeah. what to listen to, and so you got to strip it all back. So it's mm. it's a hard process now. Mm. Um, it is easier just writing a, a song for someone to sing, and that's it. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's, it is awesome to have them bring it to life. You know, there's a couple of songs that we're, we're putting out soon that you know, I've been sitting, I've been writing for a year. One took me a year to yeah. write, um, and yeah, to hear it kind of come to fruition with them doing their own thing. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's better than I could have come up with as well because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. there's, um, there's that quote that goes around where it's like, if a song takes longer than an hour to write, then it's probably not worth writing. But, like, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think that, like... I wouldn't have any songs. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you put, like, there's nothing bad about putting an effort into your music and mm. making it good. And I think there's, like, a little bit too much on the other side of people being like, bam, and it's out. Like... Yeah, That's is a bad the song. is the <laughs> idea behind that phrase that like it all has to be in the moment? You have to be writing from the perspective that you're like in. I mean, is that possibly? kind of the idea of it? But like, I mean, I, I can I can get what they're saying. Yeah, but like I don't I don't know because like I guess you know sometimes you do like bam I've just written a song, mm. but like 
No, I, I think there's something to be said for like mm. writing a song and then as you said, taking some time to come back and assess it and tweak yeah. it. I think you can pull most bad songs back from the brink of being bad. But um no, I I, I don't think that you can just write a hit in an hour. No. Yeah. Unless you're Paul McCartney. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was the one who said it, actually. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Paul know. McCartney. No. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, I've written, I've written ones that have been quick. Mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. when you write a quick song. Yeah, it's right. Pain's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but most of the time it works like I uh, hopefully get that insp- inspiration mm-hmm. and get part of it down. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just walking around the house singing to myself and pissing everyone off. Um, <laughs> acting like absolute lunatic um, <laughs> until the rest of it comes. And hopefully it comes within that kind of next week. And if it doesn't, yeah. that's when the work begins and I have to let it sit and then I have to yeah. go, all right, I'm going to come back to that and, you know, go through my notes folder on my iPhone and <laughs> dig out some stuff that I've stolen from somewhere else or whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it takes a long time. I found the the hook test gets me. If I write a thing and I'm just like, eh, it's okay. But then if it's, like, stuck in my head for, like, a week, yeah. it's like, okay, well, there's something to this. Yeah, that's mm. right. Mm. It sucks, especially because you're like, the hook is good and the rest of it is not. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'm trying to make this yeah. song good and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the chorus is really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. something that I've learned as well is to, I guess, not be too... Um, I don't know, like holding on to it and guessing I'm definitely, this is great and mm. I'm, I'm going to force this into place no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if it doesn't get picked up, if it, like, this is the band test, I guess, is, is you go there and you play it the first time and sometimes it'll work. And if the guys go, yeah, sweet, this is awesome and we'll keep on playing it and we want to keep on playing it, then that's the that's the band test. Like mm. these guys will, will, will know. Sometimes like it doesn't quite work that way and I believe in it and I'll force it. So <laughs> it either really doesn't work, or you know, but we've we've written songs where we just let them lie for a year and go, it's just not working the way it is. Mm. And you have to be a little bit like, just get over yourself a bit and say, like, sure, this song not be too precious with so, you yeah, know, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna have to lose it. Um, we've I've done plenty of songs where, like I said, writing quite a long songs, and you have to just go, I'm gonna have to cut. Yeah. Two mm. minutes out of this song, <laughs> what is it going to be? And yeah. then you might be really sad that you've lost that kind of verse or something that you thought was really awesome. But, yeah, recycling. <laughs> Chuck it in another song. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it. There's always a place for it. Yeah. yeah hopefully. Long enough, you can just split it down the middle and that's you get right. two songs. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Play it in a major key. <laughs> uh, do you yeah. have any – I guess that would be a tip. But I was going to say, do you have any tips for people who are starting out writing songs? Um. Yeah, we'll, we'll – I guess the best thing that I did was was listen to a lot, mm. a lot of things, because mm. um, every every genre has got something unique and useful to it. Um, even if you don't want to play that stuff, you know, if you're listening to metal, it's all about it's all about beat, really. It's mm. like you know some pretty interesting stuff. It's all rhythmical. It's all mm. you know, tribal, whatever. Mm. There's some cool stuff in there. And those guys are freaks. They're amazing musicians, yeah. but. You're not going to listen to it and go, that's poetry. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can get something from that and you can listen to some rap and you can you can get some amazing lyrics out of that, but you might not go, that's that's the most incredible music either. So mm. there's all that stuff. And play, man. Play with different different musicians mm. if you can because, like, like I said, I didn't I didn't write a song that was not in a, in a minor key until I was about 24. Mm. So I was, you know, I was playing for a while yeah it's been a depressed <laughs> dude and then i came across some musicians who were playing blues properly uh yep and you know it was that major minor kind of blues stuff and i was like this is like you can be it can be done right right and so yeah it's that um yeah i guess any other tips would just be um yeah don't be too precious mm-hmm. don't be too precious um and don't be afraid of um of, of yeah actually working on it you know like Paul Kelly was was locking himself in his room for days and days on end, pushing those things through. Yeah, you know, you can't. It's not always going to come in that one hour as much as you want it to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and get some feedback. Yeah, well, it is good. Nice. It is good. Nice. I don't know. Do you have any tips for anyone who's starting out gigging? Ooh, that's a, that's a different kettle of fish. The next step. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, gigging. <laughs> Um, Pause the podcast here and come back in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's your tip about gigging. Starting out gigging. Uh, 
I get. I guess it's the, pretty much the same stuff. Like the, the more practice you get, the better you're going to get at it. Um, as I mean, there's a couple of tips. Like not. It depends on on what you're trying to get out of it. If you're just trying to get practice, then keep that in mind and and don't give a shit about who turns up. Don't care. If, I guess if you're getting paid peanuts, yeah. all that mm. stuff, you just mm. gotta you just gotta accept the fact. Don't be too you know up yourself and think I should be getting paid lots and lots of money to give my services to these to no people mm. or whatever. Um, get the practice out of it, but it's at the point where you're like you are getting exploited. I, I yeah. guess yeah. that's the other thing <laughs> is, is you don't want to be that band who undercuts all the other ones at the same time and goes, "Oh, we are going to play for nothing." Mm. Don't expect to get paid because then, then people like like Fugue will be like, "Yeah, well, we're not going to get paid." Mm. Yeah. That's it. So, um, yeah, that's it. True, true. Yes. Uh, my questions now devolve into just small talk. Have you got any <laughs> any better questions? Well, I was thinking about the you know, because yeah, obviously I've never done gigs. Um, only kind of you know shows and stuff, more than based in theatre. Um, but like I think. And obviously knowing that I can't really give the best advice on gigging, having never gigged, but knowing the that there that there is this performative aspect of gigging and, you know, that knowing that the best musicians that I see gigging have this sort of aspect of not just standing there playing music, mm. um, would it be valid to say that, like, good advice for people who want to start gigging is to, like, go out and see gigs frequently to oh, see yeah. the kind of style that works? Because you can never really see yourself performing when you're doing a gig usually mm. um, like to find, not only find a voice, but to find a style visually. Yeah. Is that like a thing Do people, you know, yeah, well, are people conscious of that when they're gigging of like, okay, this is my style. This is what I look like. And this is what, you know, what I want to look like. I think it's really valuable to um, film yourself. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, and actually watch it back. Mm. Like it's exactly the same as, as recording yourself and listening to it and going, well, that song sucks. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I have practiced in front of the mirror, but oh, cool. I always forget to do whatever I practice at my gigs. <laughs> so it's kind of a... <laughs> it's just for you then. <laughs> just for me. A private gig for you in the mirror. The gigs in the bathroom look very cool. Oh, yeah. good. But I always forget I'm wearing, I'm holding a guitar when I gig. Oh, so I right. can't do any of like, the cool All shapes cool I pull. gestures. I have a lot of pointing. <laughs> if I have a point, that's one I rehearsed, baby. Because <laughs> there's no need to point at a gig ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's me saying, I am painfully aware that people are looking at me right now and I need to do something that looks cool if there's a photographer here. <laughs> we actually got to the point where I think we, we wrote some small talk script. Oh, it's important. Oh, nice. Like, we always stuffed it up. Yeah. Like, we're just not that, we're not that kind of band that the banter comes. Sure, um, sure. It's getting better. It's getting mm. better, but I think there's, you know, a few little nerves and stuff, so... Those covers gigs were great yeah. for just getting over the fact that, yeah. you know, talking to a mic and whatever. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we actually, for the big ones, we were like, all right, what are we going to say? Here's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> and they sucked. Oh, like, really? Because it's pretty, it's rehearsed. Sure. It seems rehearsed. Uh, like, yeah. I always appreciate a, a band. When I see it at a gig, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, nice. <laughs> and it's cool to see the musicians as people too. And yeah, like, that's true. When they start like taking the piss out of each other, yeah. it's like, yeah, they're a cool group of friends yeah. having fun. I think mm. that's the point. Like, like trying to get to the stage where you are comfortable up there mm. yeah. so that you can actually do that and it does seem authentic and it's not yeah. like this contrived like mm. joke or whatever that you've practiced yeah, exactly. a dozen yeah. times because <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I think that's what we realised. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's good to be prepared, mm. have, have maybe something to say, but... Uh, but yeah getting to the point where you're comfortable so playing a lot yeah uh, but yeah filming yourself is mm. is really good like to look back at it and go All right, that worked and that didn't sure yeah yeah and you're just standing there like pouring ass <laughs> and there's a lot of bands that do that true yeah. i i didn't realize until like two years in that whenever i stopped playing a song i'd look at my set list i'd get a drink and it would always be because like people are clapping. Uh, and I'm right. like, okay, they're clapping. I'll get a drink. I'll get the mm. set list. And I wouldn't realize that the clapping has stopped. And it's uh -huh. just kind of a big silence. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and then I'll go around to the the people and be like, are you guys good to play the next song? And then we'll just start playing. I was like, oh, what, is, what am I doing? And it's like the entire <laughs> song, yeah. like the entire gig is just me, just dead air in between. It's so bad. It's <laughs> so awkward. Mm. <gasps> At least you had a set list. <laughs> yeah. those, those are really good ones where you're like, what do you want to play? <laughs> what do you want to play? <laughs> I don't know, you hang up. 
my mind goes completely blank. That's why I have a big list of questions because oh, when, when people are thrown into the equation, my mind goes blank. Whereas James is boldly here without a laptop, just having a conversation like a human being. Just kind of chilling out, just having a good time. Look at him go. He just knows what to say when there are people in the room. So much respect. My next question is New Year's resolution. So I think I. <laughs> is that real? That's a real one. I want to know. Dude, it's October. <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck yeah. Uh, Halloween resolutions? Like- my, my friend was like, well, he's the last guest of the year. So, true, true. Oh. Mm. Um, no, I don't like to disappoint myself. Fair. Yeah, no. Fair enough. Oh, is that your reason for not having, having it? Yeah, that's you right. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you have like any goals, I guess, for the year ahead for the band? For the band, yeah, tons. Um, we, I can't, we, we kind of got to the point. Like, we've been, we've actually been sitting on it for quite a while now. Um, a lot of these songs, and I was like, just record them, like you said before. Like it's better to have stuff that's kind of maybe not not a hundred percent what we wanted, mm. but at least to be out there and, and be heard. So sure, yeah, it's we've got a bit of a bit of a business plan. Getting getting serious. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's all happening. We got a single coming out in January. Nice. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, that one's nice. gonna be good. Even sorted out a venue, so we got like a hey, very single nice. launch, <laughs> and then. That's going to be the single off the EP. So now we're at the point where we're, like I said, we're arguing, fighting over what what's going to be on songs it. we want on it. Yeah, um, and that's going to be that decision is going to be made on Monday at band practice. Ooh, all so, right. Yeah. Do you think you'll go down the uh, the music video route? Yes. Nice. Uh, so I, you have to now. Um, mm. You know, particularly with like I find that on Facebook and all that kind of stuff, um, people don't click on your link to yep. your music. No, yeah. Yeah. Like, if it starts happening in front of them, they'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Whereas they and don't so, have to chase it anymore. Oh, you just need that really good still. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> That's all you need. And then the music starts and you're away. Yeah. I, I think we did some crappy ones or some you know, homemade ones um, mm. for our last EP, so the Your Enemy stuff. Um, we just did them in a backyard and we did a stupid one with GoPro. There, We ran around in sheet masks for some unknown reason. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah, went through Maccas with a sheet mask. Oh, sweet. <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I think they were worried we were going to rob them. Rob them. No, fair enough. Uh, yeah. we, actually sent, we actually sent Chris in to go, uh, just so you know. Yeah, we're not going to rob you. Yeah, we're not going to rob you. That sounds like something a robber would say. Hold on. <laughs> Power move. <laughs> we're not going to rob you, but like if you can give us all your money. Yeah. And at a Bergen pub with a oh, yeah. playing pool and we got the barman to put a horse mouth. I don't even know why anymore. It's all just <laughs> history. History. Um, mm. but yeah, we will. We will. So, But I think we'll actually kind of do this mm. a bit more. Legit ones are legit. so expensive. Yeah, it's it's kind of like finding that. Yeah, I don't know. like in have, the thousands. Yeah, have you done, you usually, done them? I have been involved in the making of some. Mm-hmm. See, here's what gets me because James and I are both from theater background. Yes, and so it's like, so how do we make this music video? Blah blah blah. blah and they're like, it'll probably cost you like, uh, if you're going with a friend, it's like it'll probably be like fifteen hundred. And it's like, where are you getting fifteen hundred from? And they're like, for the catering budget. It's like. <laughs> and like you work in theater where like you stay up till 3 a.m. doing exactly. stuff and no one gets to eat. And yeah. then like for film, it's just like, you got to feed everybody. It's, it's like, bring a packed lunch. Yeah. Bring a lunch. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <gasps> and gonna, your budget balloons in the thousands because everyone needs <laughs> talking Subway three times a day. <laughs> you damn babies. <laughs> trying to make art here. <laughs> Fucking wasting money on sandwiches, <laughs> which I think makes me sound like a monster. But... Bring food if you know you're gonna be like. Yeah, it's good. I like you. Can't have us rant. be here for ten hours <laughs> and, and not feed us. It's like you knew you were gonna be here for ten hours. <laughs> Bring some food. I'm uh, not your damn parents. <laughs> and I mean, you've had like oh, water. No, I'm kidding. You should provide water. <laughs> water probably get some water bottles. Um, you've had for your music, Alex. Uh, you've had those like lyric videos, which yeah. is this kind of happy medium between like. I mean, they still cost and, like, in the music. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. You go to Fiverr and they're like, for $5, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll make a four minute music video for a few hundreds and like, sweet. Cool. I mean, fair enough. It's a lot of effort, it seems. It looks like it's a lot of effort. Uh, if you know, once you know how to do them, <laughs> you kind of realize the corners they're cutting. I don't know. But you're very yeah. grateful for the I'm ones very you grateful have. for the ones I have. Yeah. The ones I'm referring to are different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I didn't yeah, end up yeah, putting totally, up. Totally, totally. Do, do, do. <laughs> Maybe we'll cut that later. But that's good to hear that you're making a music video. Yeah, that's a bold, cool choice. <laughs> yeah. Cool choice. And you're I mean, making it sound so great. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, 
you know, you think of, you know, everyone, when you think of music videos, you think of OK Go and they're, mm. you know, the treadmill music video and the this and that and them doing really cool things. I think if you have something that could be even be cheaply made but have like a really interesting visual hook. I think, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's the idea. You've got to get a got to get something like a exactly. gimmick almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's what we tried to do with those. Like the idea, it was, it was for Shut Up and the idea of the whole song was kind of about, um, you know, uh, some internal argument going on, like who am I kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've got, it was basically like I've got this musical interest, interest and I've also got my the rest of my life and I'm arguing like how do I yeah. combine these things. And so yeah. it was like am I, am I a sheep, am I a horse or whatever, all mm-hmm. that kind of crap. So. And we just tried to do some weird stuff and yeah. exactly. like just be kind of funny to watch and, yes. and, yeah. and super cheap. Mm. There is um, that line between like like there's clearly an artistic message you want to get through and also being like, and it has to be shareable. It has mm. to be something yeah. that people, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think any anything like if you'd seek, you're doing like low budget videos, mm. trying to get that acting in. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. No. Like, no. Don't just don't go there. Just yeah. just do like a, a decently shot video where you're just playing or you know, walking down the street or something simple. Yeah. Don't try and do too much unless you got the budget because mm. yeah, it's it does more than good if it's yeah. bad. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, you know, acting. you can make a video music video that's just like, okay, we taped a GoPro to a dog. And then like you'd get like news outlets who are like, look at this music video that's a oh, GoPro no. taped to a dog. Look, like, you that's know, all it is. Yeah. It could be, it could be as long as, you know. See, I'm too precious because <laughs> I would be like, it's not what the song's about. <laughs> like I have, like I have lots of cool ideas. Maybe I'm just, writing a song about a GoPro taped to a dog, Alex. I'm just too Don't stifle my artistic wanky. vision. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, just cats. Yeah, just cats. Yeah, just cats. <laughs> That's all you need. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole album. <laughs> the whole album. Cat noise. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber did that. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> uh. oh, did you have more um, cool conversation topics there, Alex? In your list. Uh, I mean, cool unironically, I have. What's your perfect Sunday? Oh, nice. <laughs> I'd like to hear that. <laughs> just be chatting with you guys, really. Oh, maybe like maybe like a brunch. I don't know. I would, yeah. <laughs> Slam a brunch. Let's go get brunch <laughs> after this. A bit late for it's brunch, but <laughs> my, my song's brunch. <laughs> I like that. Well, I think that's that's all my questions. Very nice. Do you have any questions on your laptop? <laughs> okay, look, you're making a big deal about this thing that I don't have a laptop. It's too confident, James. Sorry, you're flying too close to, to the people, sun. Alex, goodness gracious me. <laughs> my insecurity. <laughs> my wig. I'm sorry. Is there anything that you want to say, want to have said before the episode is over? Um, oh, not overly. Um, I get, I, yeah, it's just interesting going back over that song. Man, there's some crap in it. Though. <laughs> What's that? I can't even remember the one. Have you got it? I've got the, uh, the lyrics here on my laptop, Jim, because <laughs> I'm prepared. I love this one. It goes, and I ask myself, am I having enough fun? Is my youth being wasted on my young or by my young? By my, <laughs> by young? my young? Right? What? what? I know. Oh, yeah. Does <laughs> that even mean? Yeah. Or is my youth being wasted by my young? Right. And I can tell you what happened. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Remember, this is like a, a songwriter thing where you, you get stuck in this idea that this this has to be in my song, right? Yeah. And so you're like, okay. And I remember, I remember coming across that old phrase. Um, yeah, the youth, your youth is wasted on the young. Youth is wasted on the young. Right? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I got that and it went into my head and I went, you, you, that's what this song is about. I'm 16. Sure. I want to be living like a fast life. I don't know. I have no idea what the hell that song's about. <laughs> I really don't. It's all over the place. It's got like stuff about falling off the world into your arms and then it's got like pieces of puzzles fitting together. It's, then it's about not wasting my youth. When I was 16. <laughs> For that one, I was like, you're going in there. You're going in there even mm-hmm. if you don't make sense. <laughs> even if you have like, there's no context and I can't rhyme you. And even like the way it was sung was not the same way that the rest of the lyrics were sung. So forced in. <laughs> that is so funny. Page one of the songwriting textbook. Yeah. yeah. This doesn't make any yeah. sense. I want it in. <laughs> I want it in. It's staying. Can't fight me on this. Oh, that's so funny. But now it's like, it's wasted by, by my children, by my young. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's not. It's been <laughs> wasted, wasted my by life, my, you damn kids. By my youth. I don't know. By yourself. You're... <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that one for a while. Yeah. I don't think it's going to help. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, I'm pretty happy to wrap on that. Episode. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? It's uh, the the this episode's coming out on the 16th of November. All right. Well, we've got uh, we've got a gig. We you, do you, have a gig. Woohoo! Yes. It felt shitty if I was like, I have a thing to plug. <laughs> we have a wonderful guest. So, um, yeah, we have a we have a gig on what's the, what's the date, Alan? The 14th of December. Ooh. You know what's amazing about that day? What's amazing about that is day? that well, I'm a school teacher, and, oh. and that is the last day of school. Oh, awesome. oh so, what a way to so you, bring out the kids! No, yeah. oh, just be prepared for a, <laughs> a bunch of drunk teachers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, bring them all. Uh, I know at least three drunk teachers that will hopefully be there. <laughs> I'm 26 now. <laughs> Is that just a thing? In, in the canon of the of the podcast? <laughs> oh, right. You'll have a birthday by the time Woo. Uh, this episode goes out. Happy birthday to Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. I, the, <laughs> you, apropos of nothing, saying I'm 26 now <laughs> is, was just the most jarring thing. Ding. I was like, how do I respond to this? This is. Well, my thought process Ooh. was. I know three teachers who'll be there because uh-huh. I'm old now. Uh-huh. I'm even older now. I'm 26. <laughs> Sorry. Seamless. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. <laughs> ah. This uh, this this gig will be my single launch at the the Flaming Galar, and we're gonna have Fugue and Ornifex and uh, McDermott, McDermott. Yeah, from so McDermott North. North. Yeah, Amazing. So I think North yeah. is on holidays. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, very good. This is like legitimately, it's going to be a very, very big, cool gig. I'm, I'm very really excited, excited for it. Yeah, yeah, man. And the the Flaming Galar is like a big venue, but also like a like a small venue, so it's going to be like packed and bumping and cool. Yeah. It sounds like something someone would say. It was like my party's going to be so cool. It's going to be really big. It's going to be really big. I swear. But uh, no, I can tell. You, you can just tell. You know when you like you, yeah. you just feel it's like oh this one's going to go off. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I can kidding. check the expiry date because this one's going like, to go off. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um, and I'll be there too. So, yeah. you know. Get yeah. your James Keogh fix. One. That's, That's good. it. Good. You know, yeah. one audience. Yeah. This will go off. I know. I, I'll pack the flaming glove <laughs> by myself somehow. <laughs> It is good. It looks full, mm. even if it's not. That's yeah. the best oh, thing about venues best. like that. Yeah. yeah, get everyone down the front. Uh, yeah. You're the like, photographer, stand right, right here. <laughs> get that angle. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, and there's a balcony as well. So if the photographer's up there, you want to see my double chin in all the photos. <laughs> so I'm excited <laughs> yeah. for that. Amazing. You, you got your full band? Uh, yeah, this is going to be a full band. Man, you're a much better marketer than I am. Yeah. <laughs> this will be a full band gig. Um, playing new songs. Hopefully new, new, new songs that mm. I haven't played before. Uh, are you going to be playing any new songs? Um, we're always playing new songs. Because, hmm. yeah, we we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> we get bored. <laughs> so we put something new. Um, yeah, we will. We might even have some new members. Oh, oh wow. By then. Probably just It'll like be a, thirty people on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Big brass. Right. It got out of my hands. Yeah, they're going to be on that balcony all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> the saxophone just, was a slippery <laughs> slope. Now you just you know. Oh, you got mate, everything. It, it really is. It's terrifying. <laughs> we had yeah, we had a backup singer last time as well. <laughs> nice. That was that lefties man. That was cozy. It's <laughs> on tiny tiny stage. Yeah. Oh, and fantastic. Uh, you can get tickets at Eventbrite or is it Oztook? Eventbrite this time. Yeah, it is. Um, and we have, we also have, and we already have, yeah, printed, we have, a, printed we have ones. Tickets. If you contact any of the bands, they'll mm. sell them physical tickets. And I think mm. it benefits the bands more if they individually sell the tickets. I'm not in charge of the money this time, but mm. we shouldn't be talking about the money on air. Bah. But, uh, Business. Yeah, support local music. <laughs> support local music. Uh, at the end of the day, that's the moral. <laughs> I really beefed it. I hope I'm as chill at music as you are <laughs> later <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I guess, yeah, thank you very much to Shannon for being a wonderful guest. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, Adam, you guys. Thanks yeah. to James. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Thank thanks. you to thanks, you. Buddy. Oh, thanks, buddy. Being you. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> and uh, we're going to listen to a new song from Fugue now. Yes. Um, Which one did you want to do? Do you want to do the. Uh, well, let's do Your Enemy. Your Enemy. Your Enemy. Yep. Amazing. But available is- now on Spotify. It is on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get brunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a war going on in your head And now I'm on the wrong side of the battlefield And you keep on trying to bring me down Your fighting won't win, you're the 
Higher ground, you're like a stone in a teacup. Better get a prenup. Would you get the idea? I was looking at her in the club with a double D cup. I don't mind if you curse me in vain. Say what you want, she can't drive me away that easily. I won't ever be, ever be your enemy. I won't ever be, ever be your enemy. I won't ever stop loving you. Summer's day, and I love you when you're full blown hurricane. But I'm always trying to keep the peace. Gonna need another sedative to turn the other cheek. I can't read the subtext, don't know what's coming next. Like getting around with an upside down Revidex. I don't mind if you curse me in vain. Say what you want, you can't drive me. Loving you.